Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The Batgirl movie is back on the cards. There's a bit of news regarding upcoming DC properties, actually. Quite a bit. There's two sequels officially happening that nobody ever thought would happen. One involves aliens, the other witches. Try and guess which ones as we go. I'm drawing a blank and I prepped the show. I'm literally drawing a blank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we've got our first look at Venom 2. And I guess that'll lead us into trailer talk. So should we just dive into it? Venom, let there be (laughs) carnage. To give so it with its full title. Well, that's it. That's it. Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson face off in the first trailer. Um, so this is our this is a proper first look. I mean, we've seen we've seen that first Venom. We know what Venom looks like, but we've got Woody Harrelson. They've given him a haircut. Oh, good. It's such an improvement. You know, we we did a full <laughs> review on on that first Venom movie, and I didn't have the best time with it. Oh, man, I didn't like it. (laughs) I watched it again at home with a wife and halfway in, and I was thinking, I don't know, maybe I was wrong. I'm really enjoying this. And then... No, you're wrong. Tom Hardy leaves, (laughs) and then it's CGI Venom. Oh, okay, so this is why I didn't have so much fun with it. The lasting effect on the movie was, oh, okay, so I didn't have the best time with it. So the idea of them making a sequel didn't have me that excited. Andy Serkis is directing this movie. It's like, wow, mm. that's, um, that's interesting. So a couple of things were piquing my interest. And then probably the first 30 seconds of this trailer, I'm completely in. I want to see this movie. You've got Eddie Brock walks into the convenience store. The lady there greets Eddie and then greets Venom. Venom responds. I'm like, yes, I want to see that movie. It looks like it's going to be big, dumb, fun. And you mentioned Cletus Cassidy, that bloody wig that they had Harrelson wear in that post credit <laughs> scene was horrendous. But I, I'm, I'm into it. You've got Tom Hardy going up against Woody Harrelson. You've got Circus in the director's chair. And yeah, I'm, I'm liking the personality we're getting from Venom. I mean, he's making Eddie breakfast. What more could you want other than Spider-Man, obviously? <laughs> I just feel like everything you just said then, except for Woody Harrelson's hair, I just, I just, it was the opposite for me. What you, if you remember, what I didn't like from that first movie was the weird comedic stuff with Tom Hardy's performance and the banter with Ben. Oh, I just didn't like it. I legit only really liked Venom doing cool shit. Like, like fighting and running up buildings and swinging off stuff. I, I liked all that and some other things. Mm. And then what this trailer does is lean into that weird kind of humour with Tom Hardy and the banter with him and Venom. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I just... I like it. I like it. I mean, get these the, guys... The, the, <laughs> the stuff with the breakfast. That's a weird <laughs> thing to put in a trailer. That, yeah. Like, that went on longer than you'd normally see something like that in a, in a tra- it's I mean, Very it, odd. It's a clip within a trailer. I, I mean, but again, the, taking my own personal stuff out of it, it's like what that... F- people like that first movie. They obviously paid lots of money for it because it made lots of money. People were buying tickets. 
of course, they're going to capitalise on what they believed everyone liked. And I guess people like Tom Hardy and the weird stuff that he has with Venom. Um, and people like the blobby CGI fights and stuff. So what we get in this is both of that. Mm. So I guess yeah. they're doing they're doing what will succeed. So I good think. on them. I'll I'll watch it and hopefully it's a better movie. But based uh, on my experience of the first movie, as I've said, I enjoyed the first half more than the second. That was also my experience with this trailer. Everything that was happening <laughs> in the first half of the trailer, I was really into. And then yeah, so the you, second half. You like all the, the weird humor Just all stuff. the quirky stuff. I mean, that's where you get Tom Hardy. Like, yes, he's got, he, he looks like a leading man, but he's got a lot of quirks to him. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, I thought he was great in that it's, first movie. And I was enjoying it's in line, the weird the weird relationship. But the end of this trailer... It's in line and consistent for a, yeah. from that first movie. So it I is. guess that it is fine. But the end of this trailer, you're getting carnage <laughs> in all his glory and it's a big CGI blob. Yeah, I'm less excited about that, if I'm honest. But, you know, it's what the movie is going to be. And that first movie did so well at the box office. This movie, it's Venom versus Carnage. This movie... Is going to be huge. I mean, I should focus on the Venom versus Carnage thing because you're right. Like that is who ever thought we would see this on the big screen, like in live action. Like it, it's nutty. Having said that, though, so yes, I'm fully so excited to see that because yeah, what a world we live in. But when I saw Carnage, I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I wasn't tickled. Maybe I'm broken. Nothing. I don't know. I just didn't get excited at anything in this movie except the fact that they had fixed Woody Harrelson's hair. A clean as Cassie. <laughs> but again, and that's, Brock, that's not right. Venom. <laughs> chatting to the lady in the convenience store. Sold. No, that, uh, I don't know. We have to move on because that's all I've got. I, this trailer, <laughs> I just didn't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, I, just, I should, I should I just say don't that. Get it. I know for you, and people listening to the podcast would know that for you, when talking superheroes, Spider-Man is number one. For me, is a character that I like a lot, and I've always followed Spider-Man. Venom yeah. is a character that I like, and I've got interest in Carnage. But the they're not characters that I've got a big personal connection to. So I'm fine if they're going to play free and loose with how they're going to interpret these characters. But saying that, it seems pretty accurate. I mean, the, the, the leading into the quirk of the Brock and Venom relationship, but I think with Carnage, you're pretty much going to get the character that we've seen either in yeah. the comics or in the animated series. Like, I hope so. But, I mean, even when we talked about that first movie, you know, when we reviewed it, it was like, I had to kind of just push aside or like just accept the fact that, okay, there is going to be no Spider-Man connection. And then move on from there and then even after that it was like i'm still not liking the eddie brock character um you know i'm not liking the villain i'm not there was a lot of stuff i just didn't like and it had nothing to do with the fact that there was no spider-man involvement no spider-man connection so i put that to rest i'm still not like i don't know but at the end of the day we're, we're gonna get we're yeah. gonna get venom fighting like uh, Cartage, so like, that's that's got to be cool, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, right? We'll, Tell we'll me watch it's it, be cool. and we will review it on this very podcast. You hear it here first. Just, just, I mean, as if we wouldn't. It's but... gonna be 
cool. Just tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be lots of that first scene in the convenience store. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Next up, we've got Snake Eyes. Henry Golding. And a lot of Henry Golding. A lot of his face. Um, Henry Golding transforms into a ninja warrior in the first trailer for Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Are you a G.I. Joe guy? Like, no. <laughs> Let me no. finish. Okay, that's the answer, I guess. <laughs> you didn't watch the cartoons. You just wasn't into it. No. And I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I was never big into G.I. Joe. But when the Stephen Summers G.I. Joe movie came out back how many years ago, Rise of Cobra, I was there, watched it on the big screen, and I'll leave it there because I'm going to do a full review for Sounds Like Comics. <laughs> but um, yes, I'll, I'll say this. I rewatched it. I also rewatched G.I. Joe <laughs> Retaliation. Still not great, but better. So as a franchise, or as a property, I've not been that into it. Those movies, not the best, but I was still intrigued because this is the character, isn't it? That This is the character people seem to gravitate towards. He's probably the most popular, can we say that? Like, And as you say, like Henry Golding, yes. like, you know, he's, um, he's doing really well right now. The Gentleman, he was in that crazy Rich Asians movie. That Wham movie last Christmas. It's a Wham movie, yeah, last Christmas. He seems to be getting around at the moment. Decent casting for this movie. And it looks fun. Like It looks like a fun movie. And it looks like a good approach for them to continue making G.I. Joe movies to focus it on the popular character. Yeah, yeah. so this is... Those other movies aren't great. (laughs) I mean, this is a, a reboot, right? Or is is it going to share continuity with that with the other two films that came previous? I think at this stage they're just going to make this movie, see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it- one of the best things actually about those those other two movies, Ray Park was Snake Eyes. He had the mask the whole time. You didn't yeah. hear him, but Ray Park, you'd know Darth Maul, Phantom Menace. So he had the, the movements down. I mean, this character is a ninja. I'm interested. I mean, purists, purists are going are gonna to obviously not like the fact that we're meeting the character and we're, we're going to see how he became Snake Eyes and we're seeing his fate. Like, purists are not going to like it. But, I mean, it's a different, it's a different approach to actually know who this character is. And then I know, but saying that again, I recently rewatched. Yeah. G.I. Joe Retaliation, you see Snake Eyes as a little boy, how he first came to be a ninja. It's all in that movie. So, oh, well, shit. You can like, go right. back and watch <laughs> that movie that had Bruce Willis as the original Joe, Dwayne Johnson's in there, lots of action, or find out his origin. So maybe this is like a soft reboot, and they're going to yeah, start sure. doing standalone origin movies. Yeah. Although, Look, you don't get... You... It didn't work out too well for Wolverine when the X-Men movies started doing that. Yeah, but you know what? It worked out okay for Iron Man and uh, and Thor and all that's those. Different. those that's, <laughs> that's different. That was, that was like ground zero. They were starting something. You'd already been introduced to Wolverine as a character back in Brian Singer's X-Men, and then they gave him an opportunity. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess all superheroes have yeah. origin movies. Anyway, I kind of got Yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, it's like, if you just ignore those other two movies and say this is the starting point, what if they just do, they're going to have origin movies for various characters and then, and then yeah. boom, then it's a, almost like an event G.I. Joe movie. So we get a new, I mean, it was. a new roadblock. I'm only saying these names because I rewatched the movies. Otherwise, they would be out of my head. <laughs> They're all, I'm like, I know Snake Eyes. <laughs> I know Snake Eyes. It's crazy. But look, oh, on this, this trailer, yeah, I, you don't sorry, get... I'm trying to think of another character. I got nothing. <laughs> you don't get much from this, uh, this trailer. It's very much like a first look teaser. But yeah, look, it looks action-packed and something a bit different with this franchise. So cool, cool. All right, next we've got um, a, a TV trailer uh, for Ghosts. iZombie's Rose McIver returns to TV for the new supernatural comedy Ghosts uh, based on the hit BBC show of the same name. Now, you're familiar with the, with the BBC version, but obviously we're getting the American treatment. Yeah, the, the BBC show I have recommended on the podcast previously. It has been <laughs> like one of my top TV shows of the year on our year in review. Was um, it? <laughs> yeah. And it inst- I'm kidding. I know. I know. I know. In, instead of Americans just watching the BBC show, they've made their own. And you've seen the trailer. <laughs> it's almost shot for shot. Like actors wearing the same costumes, the same oh. gags. But for me, it doesn't have what that BBC show has and it's the cast uh, and they were never going to have the cast but it's made up the UK one by the guys that did horrible histories mm. and it is excellent but this is the American version so who knows I maybe I mean look normally normally one would say oh you know like the American version would never be as good as the BBC version or the the, the UK version whatever you want to call it but you know sometimes Sometimes it works and sometimes it can be better. You know? Okay. So The Office is the I'm literally going with The Office. The first <laughs> season of The Office was pretty much the same gags from the English one. Mm. The, success, so reckon- the success that show had is when they moved away from the English version and they yeah. had their own stories and introduced new characters. Do you think this potentially, what we're seeing in this, in this trailer... Um, could be, I guess, like some early episodes, um, and then you know it, it's it's going to branch out and do its own thing, and therefore it could to. be kind of good. Because obviously, to, I mean, I'm not having, I don't have any connection to the to the BBC version. So what I'm seeing here is like, it actually seems kind of pleasant. I, it seems uh, like actually, quite a nice yeah, little funny show. Okay, that, uh, yeah, I meant to. Yeah, so that, I guess actually, coming yeah. in with with fresh eyes, I'm like, oh, this looks kind of. This looks nice. It looks kind of funny. And I'm, I mean, I'm always on the lookout for a new sitcom. Like, like this one. But never, Ghost, the BBC never show. Funny. I've recommended it to you. I've recommended yeah. it to you so many yeah, times. It's, yeah. it's available on the on iView here in Australia, but whatever. But they've done I don't have to get the one. iView app. Ah, oh, but it's weird. free. I feel it's like an old person. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then you just wait for the American version to land on Beast yeah. and Netflix, wherever it's going to land here in Australia, but in the yeah. US... It's on CBS. US it, accents. It, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I recognize that this show, that th- this version will be a much bigger hit than the English version would be. 
So I understand why they're making their own. But I also do know that the, I mean, the creators of the show, it's pretty much every, all the main cast members from Horrible History. So there's like six of them, maybe more. And they are all credited as executive producers. So just like Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant with The Office, they're going to make money out of it. So I'm happy for them. And we're still getting Did they ever, additional seasons of Ghosts. The BBC did they ever do an American Horrible Histories? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. Just Maybe. curious. Maybe. Anyway, just a random question. But anyway, that's, uh, that's our trailer talk for today. Let's go into movie news. The Batgirl movie will be helmed by Bad Boys for Life duo Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. The project is being planned for HBO Max. So we've heard about this project for a while now, but now we've actually got directors attached. But this is an interesting one where I believe this is the first DC film that is going straight to HBO Max. That is the intent. That is what they're making it for. Yeah. It's interesting because I thought, you know, when, because Joss Whedon was attached to it and it was a few, I feel like it was a few years back and then it kind of just disappeared. I kind of thought it was done and it was just one of those things that was never going to resurface. But here we are, a Batgirl movie. I mean, we talked about it on previous shows because there was a rumour that with Michael Keaton coming back as Bruce Wayne for the Flash movie, that he was going to also be a part of the Batgirl movie. And he, like the, the Keaton Bruce Wayne would be like a mentor for a young Barbara Gordon. So whether or not that's still happening, we don't know. But this movie, good directors. And it's the guys that did Bad Boys for Life. That was a good, fun movie. Yeah, it was actually a very surprisingly good movie. So that's that's probably the the most interesting take from this is that we're getting those two guys. They've done good in the past. And yeah, <laughs> it's good, good, I guess. All right, Dwayne Johnson will play Crypto, the super dog, in a new animated movie about Superman's dog. DC League of Super Pets will be directed by Jared Stern and Sam Levine and will release on May 20th, 2022. Are you pumped? Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've waited so many years to get Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. It's finally happening. So we've waited for his DC project all these years. Uh, on the back of that, the starting filming, and oh, by the way, Dwayne Johnson's going to voice Crypto, the Superdog. Bonkers. I mean, I'm here for it, and I'll watch it. And again, it's a project we've talked about previously, uh, but this is the first bit of casting that we've had. But uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, Crypto, it's Superman's dog from Krypton. He's got superpowers. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, I guess the assumption, we're going to get Ace the Bat-Hound, Batman's dog, we're going to get Streaky, the super cat, Supergirl's dog. She's also got a flying horse. I'm not quite sure how many animals associated with superheroes we're going to get in this, but I'm assuming it's going to be a lot. I mean, this is going to be a kid's movie. It's going to be a cartoon for young kids. But and do my dad, like me. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, like, 
he's a big name. Like you don't just you don't just slap Dwayne Johnson on a throwaway animated DC film, you know, like especially one targeted to a much younger audience. Are they doing something? Like I'm, I will always go back to when we were talking about the animated Spider-Man movie and we were like, ah, oh, you know, it's just going to be a thing that they're doing, whatever. And then best animated picture of the, of the, of the year. Are they trying to do something big here? Is it something bigger than we think it's going to be? I mean, I'm expecting... Can it be? Can it be something big? <laughs> super pets. I mean, it's super pets. I'm assuming... That, well, I was, I was going to say something ridiculous, and I'm assuming they're going to talk, and of course they are. Otherwise, you wouldn't have Dwayne Johnson <laughs> thinking something in line with Teen Titans go to the movies, which still... like I didn't watch that TV show. That movie is brilliant. Like, I generally have so much time. Well, that had actually, yeah, that had, um, like, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, well, it's a cameo. The other big names. But you've got Will Arnett as Deathstroke and Kristen Wiig. Not Kristen Wiig, uh, Kristen Bell. She was in that. Yeah. So they've got some decent names in that. But this movie with the casting, (laughs) the opening with Dwayne Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You gotta say Dwayne the Dog Johnson because almost. I think I think I, <laughs> I think I recovered. But you've drawn attention to it. So the next story, still DC, still animated. DC has revealed that its next animated movie will be centered around the extremely popular fighting game Injustice: Gods Among Us. Cool. Have you never played the game. Played the game. No. <laughs> no. Have you played the game? I have played the game. And I've read the comics written by Tom Taylor. Here's my thing with this. What we're going to get, if this is a close adaption of the source material, this movie and the DC animated movies have been getting longer and longer. They're almost 90 minutes long. With each one, it seems lately, they're getting longer and longer. This is going to be a movie about evil Superman. My least yeah. favorite Superman. <laughs> but you don't tell the injustice story if you're not going to have Superman be evil. I don't want to spoil it if you're unfamiliar. There's a reason why I get the motives. This the one story. where the Joker does that thing and makes not Superman spoiling. kill that person. Yes, I'm not spoiling, but that's the one. <laughs> it's that one. So events happen with the Joker, and then it's years later. And you get you in the aftermath of that. And yeah, but that's the story that, that they're telling. So I'm assuming like Batman, Son of the Dragon, this is going to be out of continuity, just a standalone story. And if successful, like the comics, like the video game, maybe they'll do sequels. Yeah, they might as well. They might as well just, just do like an animated version of what Zack Snyder was planning to do with... His DC universe. I mean, this. Because I mean, like, that's it went in that direction, right? So it's like, whilst they're at it, two birds. Because <laughs> essentially, at the end of the day, we're going to get evil Superman. So, and again, my my least favorite <laughs> Superman, but you know, it, it's an adaption of a very popular game. There's going to be an audience for it, and outside of the game, hopefully, they will look to adapt some of the work of Tom Taylor. And give him, give him credit. He's a good writer. Awesome. 
All right. Kate Hudson is the latest star to join the cast of Netflix and Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 2. Now, we already know the, the film will star David, uh, Daniel Craig, sorry, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, and Leslie Odom Jr. I do love me some Kate Hudson, so let me say this. I, I, I would say we've, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, right? Yeah. And early on, when they added Dave Bautista to the cast, I added it to the to the to the show something we were going to talk about and it seemed okay. like every other day they were adding somebody more they sure. added ed norton i rewrote the news story they added <laughs> janelle monet and each time they kept adding more and more and i think so, Johnson is the latest person to be added so you're telling me the news story is actually all of these people yes it kept growing right okay i was like you know my memory. I was like, odds are you're going to tell me we've already talked about this. Cause no, I was like, oh, no, no, no. It was over the last week and a bit. Every other day, they were adding somebody new to the cast. I think Kate Hudson is the latest. But by the time we post <laughs> this in a couple of days, I'm sure there's like five more people. But well, this like, is an ever-growing cast. But I am here for it. I'm liking the cast. i got to say, though, I mean, just speaking... To th- these names here that we've got looking at Kate Hudson and like you've seen the movies that she's done and the types of roles that she is normally doing I feel like she's she's probably the weirdest one out of the bunch I, I guess I don't know do you, do you agree with with that I just feel I, like uh, yes I, I, I would I mean she's somebody that has had a lot more success yesteryear like it's, I think it's been a while. Like I'm not sure if she's yeah. taken a bit of time away from acting. I don't know what's going on there. But she, and, and she's first, by the way, because she was the last person added. I'm glad to <laughs> clarified that. And the way the, the, I really, the yeah. story was put together. But for we me, had a good like, 30 seconds talking about that. <laughs> yeah. But there's somebody that is jumping out there, and you've got to think WandaVision's got something to do with it. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Ooh, she has yeah. been good for a long time, but it seems like WandaVision has put her on the world stage. Now everybody is taking note and appreciating her. And we're going to see it in this movie. And it's one of those things that when, you're, when you really like your lead and the lead character, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, I'm there already. I'm watching that movie. And then it's sort of like you're just getting all these riches added. Oh, by the way, he's going to interact with Batista, Ed Norton, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn. I'm excited for this movie. That first film was so much fun. And Netflix have just backed up a big truck of cash to Ryan Johnson's house, I'd imagine. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And he's that's how it works. just got free reign. It's, it's tangible money. He can he's, swim in it. It's he's writing. He's directing these movies. And his constant is Daniel Craig. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm looking forward to this movie, definitely. Yeah, no, all very, very cool stuff. Another film that's getting a sequel, Enola Holmes. Officially in the works at Netflix with Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill set to return. 
think I yes. enjoyed that movie more than you did. <laughs> you did. But I, that, that's a fun movie, and I'm going to do more. Again, let me, let me clarify, though. I didn't enjoy the movie, but Millie Bobby Brown's character, I liked. And, um, and I said, after we did our review, I was like, hey, in the sequel, if they just do a better movie with the same character, cool. Like just do a better, just make a better movie. Uh, well, maybe. Movie, but... so, maybe that's what they're doing, but they've got the opportunity. It's <laughs> getting the <laughs> They've got the chance. All right. There can only be one. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but a Highlander remake is in the works at Lionsgate, starring Henry Cavill, um, obviously alongside his Enola Holmes sequel that he's done, um, and John Wick director Chad Stahelski. Obviously set to direct the film. Highlander remake. Are you upset? Do you don't care? Am I upset? I'm not upset. I'm well All for it. It's an interesting (laughs) one, isn't it? Okay, so as as a franchise, I really like Highlander. And I grew up with Highlander. Whether it's the Highlander one. Highlander one. (laughs) Okay. It gets complicated because the sequel's problematic. Are the aliens, are they not? Who knows? But the first Highlander movie, Christ- Christopher Lambert, such a fun movie. Really like that movie. I mean, you've got a French actor playing a Scottish character. You've got a Scottish actor playing a Spaniard. There's so much going on in that movie. But I really enjoy that first Highlander film. On TV, I was a big fan of the TV series where you had uh, Connor... No, it was... Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Was it Connor McLeod in the movie? And, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my Highlander credentials here. I'm completely blank. Duncan McLeod on the TV series. Adrian Paul <laughs> played Duncan McLeod. So that first movie is the only thing you really need to pay attention to because it gets... The mythology gets very muddled. After that, then there was a... A spin-off, Highlander, The Raven, that didn't feature Immortals. It was a thief. Anyway, it was a whole thing. So I'm happy that it sounds like we're very close to getting a reboot of Highlander. I'm a fan of the actor. I'm a fan of the director. But I can't help but notice how busy Henry Cavill is right now. Whether it's (laughs) Enola Holmes, Highlander... The Witcher, the Witcher TV series. Yeah. I mean, we've talked many times on the podcast about wanting a Man of Steel 2. I don't <laughs> think he's... I mean, even if it was offered to him, I don't think he's got the time. So I'm, I'm happy at the moment. <laughs> about the Highlander news. But it's... Yeah. I want more Superman. I don't think we're going to get it with Gavel. <laughs> but Highlander, that, that's my take on it. It was a bit... Forgetful, as I was, I was having memory blanks. But what about yourself? <laughs> I sure, yeah. Look, I like that first Highlander movie. That's pretty much where it ends. What about I the don't Queen know? Song? It's, it's just one of those Princes hey? of the Universe, the Queen song. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, good. But um, look, I did. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like okay, remake something, fine, all good. It's not going to do any harm. But I just when I just feel like there's no point to it. It's just like why? Why are you doing it? Stop. But there is a point, because there's going to be a whole audience that have not watched the Highlander films. And having yeah, somebody no, sure. like Henry Cavill as your lead, 
having it could the be director fun. It could be fun. of John Wick, and it's a movie across different time periods. Yeah, there's still legs in Highlander, and yeah, I'm keen. All right, awesome. Another sequel, Attack the Block. Two. <laughs> it's officially. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a working title. I don't know. <laughs> Spaced out then. We've got Attack the Block 2 officially in the works. John Boyega and writer director Joe Cornish are both set to return for the sequel. Yeah, I didn't, I honestly didn't think this would happen. No, no, me, like, me neither. I mean, this is John Boyega like, way before Star Wars. I mean, that too. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely that first one. Um, you know what? I completely that completely slipped my mind that he was in that. Um, but yeah, just following that that original movie, like yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time. But I don't think it was financially like anything amazing. And I think so much time passed. I just didn't think it was something that anyone was looking at to be like, hey, let's do this movie. But here we are. So it's a bit it's a bit weird. But yeah, keen. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it did massive at the box office. They also put it together on a modest budget. I mean, again, Boyega, it was before Star Wars. Uh, Nick Frost, he played a small part in the movie. Jodie Whittaker, you know, the current Doctor in Doctor Who, she's in there. And I've only seen it the once, but I did like it, but I've not gone back to it since. But I might have to revisit it ahead of this sequel. But they've been talking about it for a while. So when once it was confirmed, I wasn't too surprised. Indiana Jones 5. Uh, we've got new casting news here. They cast Boyd Holbrook and Shonette Renee Wilson. Yeah, so we don't know nothing more <laughs> We other don't than know that nothing <laughs> at this time. But it's one of those things where when it comes to this movie, I'll believe it when I see it. So whenever it's casting news or whenever there's anything newsworthy, I think it's worth talking about. And this is not going to be directed by Steven Spielberg for the first time in indie history. Instead, it is, I was hoping his name was just going to come to me, the director of Logan. Help me out here. Oh, um, is it Matthew? Matt? No. Wow. I no. thought you would have my James Marigold. Uh, Marigold. I yes. I think that's it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was Mangold? Happy. Mangold. James Mangold. Okay. We've done it. Yep. I guess. I think. <laughs> well, Boyd Hoyt. I had the M. Was, I had. He <laughs> was M. in that movie. <laughs> the point I was trying to make. Okay. So this is not directed by Spielberg. He's got a director who couldn't remember, but that director worked with Paul Brook. <laughs> In the Logan movie. Wow, that just blew up in our faces. I feel partly responsible for putting you on the spot. I had it, but then I obviously didn't. <laughs> You're right, though. James Mangold, that's his name. Yeah. We've had our first look at the Goon Squad from Space Jam, A New Legacy, featuring basketball players I can honestly say I've not heard of. But I'll go through them anyway. We have Anthony Davis <laughs> as the brow, Nikika Ogumike as Arachnika, Clay Thompson as Wetfire, Diana Tarasi as White Mamba, and Damian Lillard as Kronos. Again, 
My Look, apologies you, you if know, I it mispronounced any of those players, <laughs> but I have never heard of them. Look, you know, both you and I, we're not the biggest of the sports fans. Um, you know, I do, I do like the sports of basketball, but um, obviously we don't follow. <laughs> we don't follow basketball, so we don't know who these people are. But, um, you know, that original movie had, I think it was like, well, like five, I'm, I'm spitballing a number, five uh, uh, basketball players that weren't Michael Jordan. So, I mean, yeah, like they've got some other ones. But they're, they're actually the, playing, they're actually playing the, like the bad. Yes. So uh, just like so in the first movie, so where they were the monster squad, these guys are the goon squad. But they, those, they weren't actually the monster squad. They just had their abilities taken and then the monster squad were just, they were just voiced by, yeah, but then, I don't know, cartoon actors. Oh, right. I thought the basketball players actually voiced the monsters. Is that not? I that don't. Not? Well, maybe. I don't believe so because they all sounded like squeaky. They were like, oh, when they became big, they were like. Nah, they okay, so maybe like they yeah. are going in a different direction with this then. Whereas, okay, so it sounds yeah. like the basketball players are actually voicing the characters that they're going to be playing. The Goon Squad. So that's different. Awesome. More non-actors <laughs> doing acting things. And your lead Good. is a non-actor, LeBron James. So then again, he's done some movies. But I think he's just played himself, like in Trainwreck. He was himself, wasn't he? Yeah. And you love that movie, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, one of the yeah. bad movies I didn't finish. He hated it. I thought it was great. Um, Taylor Lautner joins home team with Kevin James and Rob Schneider, uh, loosely inspired by NFL head coach Sean Payton's experience during his year-long suspension from the league. Uh, the new Netflix family comedy comes from Happy Madison Productions. Again, we're talking about another sports movie. What <laughs> has been happening? What is but, going you know, on? The last three words you said there, Happy Madison Production. That pretty I mean, much means did... we're going to review it on the podcast. It's kind when of. When I said thing. Kevin James and Rob Schneider, I just assumed. Didn't need to say it. We didn't need to say it. <laughs> but, but all right. And Taylor I was kind of thinking this was starting to sound like a bit of a like a drama piece, like a real scene. <laughs> and then, yeah, just at the end there, family comedy. There we go. And I was going to say, Taylor Lawton, I was reading somewhere, apparently this is going to be his first film in about four years. Which is sure. A long, a long What stretch. was the last thing he did? That abduction movie? Or has he done something since then? Oh, no, no, no. It would have been, it would have been the Adam Sandler, like the Grown Ups 2. It was in that. Oh, probably was that. No, after, no, 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 no. After Grown Ups 2, he was in, actually, he was in the first Happy Madison Netflix film. Ridiculous six. Surely that can't have been his last film. From that to this, I mean, I reckon I'll well, have fun with this to an extent, <laughs> but I'm not expecting something amazing. I'll watch mm. it. We'll review review it, but maybe we'll be surprised. But what a film to come out of. Um, I'm not going to say retirement because that's not what it's doing. But he's took time away from acting. If, if what you're saying this. is correct, if what you, what you say is correct. Maybe no one will hire him after the ridiculous six. No, oh, come Except on, that's ridiculous. I'm not, no, no, hey. <laughs> hey, that was. Unbound. I'm not saying that. He was. Well, look, what if, what if he has? 
what if he has struggled to get something since then? But now he's falling back with Happy Madison Productions because they're like, no, no, we'll still have you. So that's not. Again, I don't know. Speculating. Could be completely wrong. Maybe he's just had some downtime. He, um, I mean, he could have been doing TV because I know that he was in a, a, a British sitcom I'm a big fan of, Cuckoo, with Greg Davis. And he joined Series 2 and he played the son of Andy Samberg's character. And I think they might be the same age or very close in age, but somehow <laughs> it, it works within the show. So maybe he's been doing yeah. more teaming. I don't know. I just read somewhere four years away from films and now he's back with this Kevin James movie. I'm just glad that we're talking about this movie in the right section. Last time I got confused and put it in the TV news section when we first talked about <laughs> home team. Okay, moving on. Quick news bite. Diego Bontea joins Andy Garcia in Father of the Bride, the remake. There we go. That's our update. I'm just Father of the Bride. I'm, d- I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to move on. We can't. <laughs> I feel you're just doing it as a gag now. <laughs> Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy uh, Najimi will reprise their roles in the Hocus Pocus sequel, now officially premiering on exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. Not just that, we've got the official plot synopsis as well. Are you ready? Oh, yes, I'm ready. Yep. Yes, cool. Three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wrecking a new kind of havoc on the world. Happened. Yeah, I, I mean, they've been talking about it happening for a while. I rewatched the original last Halloween. Still good. Very good movie. And yeah, all the original actors are back as the witches. Sounds cool. Is this the first official announcement of the, the movie happening? Or is there it just... There has been conversations of the movie happening and being a exclusive Disney Plus movie, but not until now. But we didn't now, know... We didn't know if it was going to be, yeah. So we didn't know if it was going to be a true sequel, right? Like yes. in, in the sense of everyone returning. So, so there's been hey, talks this... about a movie called Hocus Pocus 2 for a long time, but it's the first time now that all the originals are officially attached. Suddenly it just is... becomes legit. It just oh, becomes of a course, legit. Yeah, because, you know, you could talk about it, but not until you have the originals attached does it become something to get excited about. All right, Fear Street. I think I missed this when it would have been in the news previously because now it's close to happening. Netflix has announced that they've adapted Arvel Stein's Fear Street books into three films, which will arrive on the platform over the course of three consecutive weeks starting in June. So there you go, three weekends in a row. Not only are we going to get an adaption of Fear Street, the original books, it would be safe to say if it was going to be like a close adaption, we'd be looking at a PG-13 series of films. But what they're doing, though, this is going to be R-rated. So we're going this to get... Gone violent. This gone violent. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's weird, eh? Weird. So, so the books are... Would you say the books are a little bit more mature than, say, like the Goosebumps books? No, I'd say the no, I wouldn't. Okay, no, so I, 
I've read them together. So I would say, you know, just, I mean, the Goosebumps movies with Jack Black, they're probably a bit safer, maybe they're PGs. But I would have thought to do an adaption of Fear Street from the page to the screen. It would have to be PG like or something, yeah. But no, R-rated. Just the way that the marketing as well, they're releasing it. Like three, again, three consecutive weekends, you get to watch a new Fear Street movie. Pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Like it's a it's a different kind of release strategy. It's a different kind of production strategy. It's a different. I don't know. It's just a, it's just very different. And the fact that they are sort of aging it up to make it more of an adult thing kind of so interesting. You've got to think uh, if you if you look at when those books were first released, and you're targeting that audience, an R-rated interpretation or adaptation. That's where they are now. Could you imagine, though, like some of those old Goosebumps stories, if they were to do the same treatment, like you get those same stories, but suddenly it's genuine horror, genuine violence and gore and adult language, maybe some boobs. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I mean, those recent recent movies work well. No, they were fine. They were good. Yeah. So no, it's works. I mean, not that, saying you've got to do it, but... No, but it's interesting that other than Goosebumps... Okay, so after Goosebumps, what else does R.L. Stein have that is going to be easily recognised? And Fear Street, that's that's where you go. Obviously, something like this probably works better in doing it. I just think it'd be curious, though, like, just to take a classic story, like, what what is it? Slappy the Dummy? Is that his name? Is it Slappy? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, like Slappy. that, but in, like an R-rated like little story. I'm happy with the Jack like Black Monster Blood. Movies. Monster Blood or let's something. Just, let's just wait and see Fear Street. But again, it's going to be weird seeing something R-rated with R.L. Stein's name attached. Mm. All right, that's it for movie news. Um, let's jump straight into TV news. We've had our first look at Jordan Fisher as Impulse in The Flash Season 7. The image features Fisher decked out in the classic red and white suit with yellow goggles in a pose that homages Bart Allen's return to the DC Universe in 2018's The Flash issue 50. Now that artwork is by artist Howard Porter and it is excellent. I shared this poster with you and the running pose is weird which sometimes happens with <laughs> promo material for The Flash. Sure, yeah. But the costume is comic accurate. But that is a dodgy-looking poster. Let me just say, like, yeah, yeah you nailed it. The, the costume looks kind of cool. Like, yeah, all good. That's It's fine. Nothing wrong with it. As a thing to show you, hey, this is what the costume is going to look like. Cool. Thumbs up. It's a shit poster. It's a shit image. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it, just, it really is. And I'm it thinking... Just doesn't, <laughs> just, did you post it to our Facebook page? Take it down. Yeah, it's yeah, no good. No, no, just, it will stay. Just, no, take it down. Listen, Torrent. Not only <laughs> is it on our Facebook page, you can also find it on our Instagram page. You can even go over to Twitter and, and, and like and retweet because there it is in all its glory. Yeah, no, the pose is ridiculous. A lot of comments have been made by artists online that it's a case of maybe it was executives that were giving instructions to people putting the poster together. 
you know, maybe people that don't necessarily exercise or people, it's just the poses all off. So it looks like whoever did the image were given multiple instructions from different directions and the end result is a very weird pose. But I think the takeaway should be the actual costume, which looks fantastic. And we talked about Impulse joining the show. It's going to be, so the current season, the season seven, episode 150, it's going to be a two-parter. The changes made to the character on the show, he will actually be the son of Barry Allen and Iris West from the future. In the comics, he's their grandson. They've changed it up a little bit. But Bart Allen on TV, live action, with a comic-accurate costume. So that we should be excited about. It's just unfortunate that the post is just such a weird pose. It's just, yeah, takes everything away. Even, sorry, one more thing on it. Even like whether it's DC Comics or Warner Brothers TV, the way that they're sharing it online, they're putting it side by side with the comic panel. And the running pose of the comic panel is how it should be. Yeah, even though they're doing side-by-side comparisons, they've changed it up for this weird pose for live action. Image. Yeah, yeah, you'd think that, like, if it looked exactly as it did, like that comic panel, then they'd be like, oh, okay, cool, and it would work. But the fact that it looks stupid and it's it doesn't a, even match that comic panel, it's like, pose. you know, what are I, they even do? I was going to include it in our podcast artwork for this episode oh, don't i might do not now so... yeah, maybe i won't i was going to <laughs> you, you put me off i didn't realize how strongly you were against it oh, i just it's just a shit image but um <laughs> we'll move on we'll move on though. yeah let's um on. jeremy irvine is in talks to play uh gay superhero and original green lantern alan scott in hbo max this upcoming series he would join uh finn whitrock's guy gardner who we spoke about uh, on our last episode in the decade spanning new show based on the dc comics characters um jeremy irvine familiar with him i am not are you familiar let me just google him and okay, see if i wow, recognize wow. him well, whilst you whilst you google him i'll just say so alan's nope. in the in the comments now <laughs> is known as a gay superhero, but it wasn't until we got DC Comics rebranding their whole line as the New 52, and then there was an Earth 2 comic, which was completely separate from that, and that was the first time that the character had been portrayed as being a gay character. It's been quite a few years now since we've had that version, but we're talking about a golden age hero, so going all the way back to, say, the 40s but this is a recent interpretation of the character. Not cool. Um, and look, obviously this show is going to, you know, like it says, it's going to span multiple decades. We're going to have multiple characters. Um, you know, there's, you can mix it up, get that diversity in there and have different versions and interpretations of all these characters. So good times. Um, but yeah, like I'm familiar with that actor. So <laughs> look, hopefully he's a good actor. Oh, even after a Google search, and I and I I stalled and <laughs> gave you no, time. Like, well, I, oh, I looked him up. I, I, I just looked at him and went, "Don't recognize him." I okay. moved on. I didn't look. Well, into I thought him. maybe you were going to use that time once I talked about the history of the character to look at maybe something he's done that may be worth mentioning. No, I spent the time listening to you. Okay, well, good. Um, so, Titans season <laughs> three. <laughs> 
It's the polite thing to do. <laughs> HBO Max is set in August premiere date. So that is exciting. Because um, I'm pretty sure like it was a reasonable gap between, or a standard gap that you'd expect between seasons one and two. And whether it be COVID or something else, but we've had such a long wait for the third season of Titans. So now finally, we know August. That's in the US on HBO Max. The first two seasons, at least here in Australia, Netflix. So I'm hoping that will continue. But either way, we don't have too long to wait now until that third season. Yeah, it definitely has felt like a while, so that makes sense. Um, Batman and Superman are getting new animated series from HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves are teaming up for Batman Caped Crusader and the boys star Jack Quaid will voice Clark Kent Superman in My Adventures with Superman. This has probably got you tickled. Oh, mate. So excited. <laughs> Bruce Timm back on the small screen, a new Batman animated series. And interestingly, yeah, Matt Reeves, who is directing the Robert Pattinson, the Batman movie. It's, there's a few. Yeah. I mean, the, the talent is there. And of course, yeah, like, Hey, Bruce team, you want to come back and do another Batman animated series? Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's come back to the character in animation in feature lamps. But it's the first time, yeah, in however many years on the small screen. And also we're getting a Superman TV series. And as you said, Jack Quaid on the boys, voicing Superman. And this is going to be Cartoon Network, unlike the Batman or Batman Cape Crusader, which is going to be, I guess, leaning towards a more mature audience, just like Batman the Animated Series did back in... 92, but they put out a, a first look image and it's Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen. And I've got to be honest, it wasn't until somebody in their, in their minds fixed the image and they put Lois in a skirt, gave her longer hair, and made Jimmy white. This is what an artist online did. And then going back and looking at the image, all oh, right, yeah, it's actually, it is. Clark, Lois, and Jimmy. But yeah, it looks it looks cool. But I didn't realise that's who the characters were when I first um, first glanced it. But I, I'm into it. Like yeah. more more <laughs> Superman in animation and as a TV series. Sounds cool. I just quickly stopped listening to you and uh, googled the, the picture you were talking about. Um, I mean. Yeah. Oh, have you yeah. found it? Oh, no, you found the yeah. original image where it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the original the original image. But it's like, oh, that guy's got a camera. Sure, Jimmy Olsen. That works. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I don't know part of the problem, but when, when I saw that image, that wasn't my takeaway. Like, my thought didn't necessarily go to Lois Lane. I thought Clark No, came, I, you know. I, no I, I get it. And I, I feel like, yeah, you need to kind of interpret that image, don't you? A little bit but it wasn't like, until somebody online... I saw it on Twitter. You know, you see a lot of bad stuff on Twitter. <laughs> this guy was like, hey, I fixed the image. Jimmy's white is gold. He's a redhead. And I've put a skirt on. Or oh, did he put a skirt on pants? I can't remember. You've got the original image there. It's been a while since I've seen it. Did that but same person way, fix Jimmy Olsen in 
He gave so Lois longer hair. <laughs> anyway, so it's not the first time that we've had a black Jimmy Olsen. We had that in Supergirl. The, the yeah. But anyway, putting that aside, I'm into it. More Batman. That does look more Superman. It does look cartoony. It does look cartoony, like you said. So obviously the Superman one's probably gonna go a little bit younger. Yeah, I mean, again, of... like the the meta point is saying that Batman's gonna be HBO Max and Superman is gonna be Cartoon Network. So they're definitely yes. going younger, so it's gonna be a little goofy. And they've got Jack Quaid. <laughs> you know, goofy. whether it's the boys or he's one of the main main characters on Star Trek Lower Decks, like I think if you're casting him as Superman, the idea is that they're going to go a bit comedic. I'm here for it. Sounds good. Okay, we've also had our first look at Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation. The series will premiere July 23rd on Netflix. And I was looking at it. They seem to be looking to release five episodes at a time. It's a slow release, but the animation looks excellent. We've known for a while that Smith is attached. It's a continuation of that cartoon from the 80s. It looks really cool. It looks, it's so bright. There's so many colors. The animation, yeah, like it looks, or the artwork anyway, looks really, really pretty, I guess, which is is cool. Cool. Works really well. All right, Jenna Ortega will play Wednesday Adams in Tim Burton's upcoming live action, The Adams Family series, Wednesday. I mean, just looking at her, looks like it'll work as, as Wednesday, I guess. That's cool. And so she's sort of been floating around a little bit. Are you familiar with her in things or? The only thing I think I've seen her in, she plays the daughter in Yesterday, that Jennifer yeah. Garner Netflix movie. She was in that. And she was good. Um, but that character is going to be very different to the character in this show. But it's very interesting that we've known for a while now that Tim Burton has been working on this live-action show that is written by Miles and Miller, who created Smallville like many years ago. So I'm very interested in this project. Like most, though, I'm still holding out for the casting of Christina Ricci as Morticia Adams. We'll just have to wait and see if that eventually (laughs) happens. But this is a good start, though. I liked her in that yesterday movie. And and like you, I've seen the image where she's holding up the script. I mean, I guess intentionally she looks pretty miserable in the picture. (laughs) But I guess it's playing to the character. So, yeah, there we go. First bit of casting on Wednesday. Yeah, she's, not, she's usually pretty happy. And I wonder if they're going to be brave enough to keep that as the full title or they're going to put a semicolon in there somewhere or even call it Wednesday Adams. We'll just have to wait and see. But at the moment, somebody, it is yeah. still called Wednesday only. When Wednesday from the Book of Adams family. <laughs> yeah, that works. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something stupid like that, you know? I don't know. Um, all right, that's it for our TV news. We've got some recommends to, to dish out. What do you have for us? I've got to be honest, like what I have watched, listened to, and read isn't too different than the last time that we <laughs> did an episode of the movie show. So I've talked about this show 
previously, but week to week, I'm continuing to watch it and watch it with a wife as well. Like it's a show that we really enjoy together. And that show is Young Rock. Now, again, I have kind of not officially recommended it, but I've, I've said that I've enjoyed it when it's come up as part of like different conversations. But here now today, I'm officially recommending the show. Now, here in Australia, it's streaming on Binge and Foxtel. And it's excellent. Like, if you've not heard me talk about it previously, the show focuses on Dwayne The Rock Johnson in his younger years. Each episode is bookended by Johnson himself. And then there's three actors playing him in different parts of his life. And we know where he is now in real life. Like, he's making... Black Adam, and like he's having so much success, but this voicing show, stupid dog or whatever it's called, yeah, crypto. voicing crypto, the super dog. But this <laughs> show takes you all the way back to where he's a little kid, and his family call him Dewey, and then he's a little bit older, he's in high school or he's in college, and yeah, I get so much enjoyment from this show, and I mean the show, The Goldbergs. It used to make me feel a particular way, and you know, I still watch it on and off. It's been a while, but now the the Young Rock show or Young Rock, it scratches that itch where it's it's generally funny, but it's heartwarming, and it's just it's a lot of fun. So when I was thinking, what can I recommend? And I almost didn't recommend this because I feel like I've mentioned it quite a few times already, but I thought I'll officially recommend it. So if you haven't checked it out already, and this is a show that's already been greenlit for a second season, check it out now. It's it's funny. It's a show with humour and heart. And again, each show is bookended by Dwayne Johnson himself. Check it out. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's not too bad. It's it's just got the first three episodes, right? Is that all? Because that's all I have access to. So yeah, so it's early in the season so we've got i think another 10 episodes to go here in australia and in the us i think they may be close to airing the whole season and it's probably available on itunes as well but if you've got binge foxtel you can check it out check it out there but it's a short season 13 episodes i watched the first three episodes on on binge and yeah no so far so good and yeah it's funny because it's like when he's bookending it it's like he's running for president in like the year 20 what year is it? Twenty twenty three. I didn't want to give too much away, but okay. So oh, yeah, we do. No, I mean, opening scene with him. You find it out. It's not... People maybe haven't seen it, but there's an actor that I really like, as well as Dwayne Johnson, that is in those first couple of episodes. Randall Park, and he opens that first episode. He's like, "Hi, I'm Randall Park. You may recognise me from when I used to be an actor." And it's just yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of good gags in there. It's Again, it must be. It's it's set a few years in the future, then, eh? No, no, like, you're right. Yeah, because he's running for presidency, so he's like, how many years in the future? Yeah. But the bottom line, though, we're talking about a half-hour sitcom. It's funny, and it's got heart. There you go, Young Rock. No, awesome. All right, my recommend. I'm going to be a little bit cheeky because um, I know we had discussed previously we weren't going to review this movie, and then you proposed it to me, and I was like, nah, mainly. I'm saying we don't need to review it because what I'm going to say here will pretty much be the review. There's not much to say except the movie's bloody good. 
<laughs> a quiet place too. Um, I was lucky enough to enter a cheeky little competition online and win win some tickets to the Perth premiere that we had um, a few days ago. If you love that first movie, you will love this movie. It's the same in all the good ways, but it's 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 what a ride! It's just strap yourselves in, and you just take off. It's so suspenseful. It's the action. It's tense. It's did I say stressful? Did I say stressful? Because it it's really stressful. There's there's just so much shit going on. It's crazy. Um, and and it's. It's good, man. John Krasinski managed to shoehorn himself into the movie again via flashback, but it's good. It's wonderful. Emily Blunt, you know I'm a fan. They're the back. They're all they're back. The family's back. Cillian Murphy's joining them as a new character, but ah, there's good stuff going on. I'm sorry you haven't been able to see the movie yet, but it's great. <laughs> Watch it yeah, when it comes here, out. Here in Australia, I think we've got to wait. Not out yet. A little bit longer. And I was curious, I didn't know how you'd managed to find your way to the premiere here in Perth. Yeah, and I just showed up and helped for the best. I just walked in. And can I just say, listeners, I have asked Jason <laughs> off air if he would be interested in reviewing this film. And he has literally just told me, as part of this podcast, that no, we shall not be reviewing this movie. Because I... That's my I review. Okay, that's fine. But I there's no I like there's listen. no I was waiting, details to get into. <laughs> I was waiting for a reply and and here it is. Thank you very much. I might have I might have forgotten to to tell you. No, this this was a good was way like, of me oh, yeah, finding out whilst everybody listens. That first movie I watched again recently and for whatever reason I didn't see it at the cinema, but really enjoyed it at home and I rewatched it again just the other day and it is still the most upsetting horror film. I I've never seen. <laughs> like when you've got Krasinski and he spoilers dies in that first movie. Mm. Tremendous. Oh, okay. I was gonna say okay. Oh, I guess I kind of implied. But uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, like that is that is my review. I, there's besides going into details about specific things that happen, there's not much more I can say except it's really, 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 really good. Again, suspenseful, stressful. Um you know, the acting's great. The the scare, it's it's scary. It's 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 everything. It's the whole package. It's everything in that first movie, and then just a little bit more. That's great. Good stuff. Um, all right. So yeah, that's my recommend. A Quiet Place Part Two. So go watch it when you can. All right. I've got a little bit of trivia to get us get us all feeling good about wrapping up. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit of hocus pocus trivia. So apparently, apparently the animatronic cat was repurposed and used in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, that TV series. Honestly, as soon as you said animatronic cat, my mind went to Sabrina. So you were thinking animatronic cat in Salem. Yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so apparently it's the same, it's the same bloody animatronic thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Um this I thought was interesting. So a lot of people believe that Hocus Pocus was the first Disney movie to mention virgins, right? But apparently untrue. So 
again, not really Hocus Pocus trivia, but <laughs> the first Disney movie to yeah. mention virgins was Dragon Slayer from 1981. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun tangent. Oh, I, I just thought that was something different. Virgins. <laughs> is that your trivia? Okay, so that's my trivia, man. Disney film to mention Virgin is Dragon Slayer. Yep. 1981. And it's kind of related to Hocus Pocus, which was your first bit of trivia. Kind of related to (laughs) There it is. Um, So, yeah, on that, uh, we'll leave it be. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. Rewind and Review took us back to 2001 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Shrek. And sounds like comics revisited Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Army of the Dead. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.